On the Vintage Video Podcast, we'll be reviewing every single wide release of the 1980s in chronological order. Over 250 episodes to enjoy and thousands more to come. John enters the store now to order another can of ether. I picture him outside like Homer with the gasohol. One for you, one for me. I also like to think about that the kids renew their vow not to talk about the murder. By by murdering someone. (laughs) They're taking a blood oath with someone else's blood. This stuff is seven times more powerful than uranium. And yeah. they, they open up the vault that it's contained in, not wearing any kind of protective nope. gear. Yeah. And it's wooden crates. Wooden crates. It's like the guys in Chernobyl picking up the graphite rocks yeah. and going, meh, because there's rocks. Hugging the elephant foot. <laughs> just like, oh, this thing's smooth. It's so warm. He turns to dial the number from the classified ad without even thinking about the numbers. <laughs> we know this because we can hear his thoughts. And he's talking about how AJ was right that ninjas are misdirecting him. They're misdirecting him. I really wish that he'd turn to the phone and be like, six, six. Vintage Video. We're rewatching the 80s so you don't have to. Russian hybrid shocks with titties. The shit I watch for you guys. Cue that music. You're only giving a little spark of madness. Followed Mr. Carpenter, what he saw couldn't have been a dream. It was too real. But it couldn't have been true either. It was too deliciously frightful. Trying to catch yesterday. Old times are only good when you've had them. That after night, all alone. Daddy's all pent up, let's freak! Third irrational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Why, hello. Man, my shitty little Russian accent hello that I've now got into a habit of doing every episode seems really fitting this week. <laughs> oh, shark side of the moon. Shark side of the moon. Shark side of the moon. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what I endured this week. Shark side of the moon. A good old TV original, so you know it's peak. It's like Oscar-worthy movie because Tubi brought it out. So therefore, it's like you're not going to get any better. (laughs) Not at all. But in case you don't know what the absolute legendary shark side of the moon is about... Shark Side of the Moon travels back in time during the Cold War when the USSR developed hyper-aggressive sharks. Unable to kill them, the USSR military leaders launched the sharks at the moon. Flash forward to present day and the first team of American astronauts on the moon in decades must repair a module found on the dark side of the moon where the astronauts encounter an unkillable Russian moon sharks and endure an epic fight for their lives. I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's the whole movie in one. We're done. The end. 
no, no, no. You will get a proper review. So, I did Bigfoot versus the Illuminati for you guys, right? And I said that that film was a lot like as if Team Four Star became horny 16-year-olds. So, if Bigfoot versus the Illuminati was Team Four Star, the 16-year-olds, Shark Side of the Moon would be like if Team Four Star tried to be serious in a live-action film on a really low budget. <laughs> I don't even, I honestly, I don't think that even does it justice, but I do not know how to explain this film. This film is a wild ride. Wild ride from start to end. I mean, you're opening up in USSR Russia, like, that alone with the fake accents is horrible, but great, but horrible. But you're in like some kind of lab that is mutating sharks. Mutating sharks with humans. These are some buff ass fucking sharks. Like these sharks are on some serious roids. <laughs> and of course in any great horror film, the roided up hybrid sharks get free. And we watch the glory, the absolute pinnacle of green screen here. When these sharks come, I <laughs> climbing, climbing out of this huge tank and um, start killing everyone. But when I say there was very low budget on this film, I mean there was very low budget on this film. There is slow mode gaps between every time someone gets attacked or someone attacks a shark in this film. It's like you can see them cutting and pasting the two scenes together. Like here is the, the actor attacking, you know, nothing because they're in a studio or whatever the fuck they're in. And then here's the shark. And then when they've gone to like mend them together in the same scene, it hasn't quite worked. So you still see like the outline glow of the shark. And then on top of that, you've got this weird awkward like like no one's really looking at each other and like the shark will be looking one way and the humans looking the other way and it's it's just it's a mess it's a big fat mess but it's a mess we love <laughs> it's a mess that we just absolutely adore because it is so batshit fucking crazy and why does this exist because it can okay it just don't don't ask too many questions in this film it exists because it can and so, you know, everyone's running around like, oh my god, the sharks are getting free. And then that's when we realise that the people who were originally talking in Russian now have a horrible Russian accent, but speaking in English. And it switches between the two for the whole first shot of the film. <laughs> it just, and it's so confusing. But, you know, so, so these shark hybrids get out and everyone's running for their life and <laughs> they get outside. And for whatever reason, there's one woman who was, she was, she was getting away. She had heels on, but she was, you know, she was running track of, like, seriously, she was getting away. Decides to stop. <laughs> Take off her high heel shoes, face one of the sharks. And then whack him with the shoe. And 
mind you, she doesn't like do this and then turn away and run. She stops, does this, stares at the shark. And the shark's just like, dude, do you, do you not see what you're, you're up against? Like, <laughs> I'm this huge roided human hybrid shark. And you think a little high heel shoe's going <laughs> to kill me? And so, of course, we get the shark gets pissed off and pretty much just bites her head off. <laughs> In this really weird, I suppose, CGI blue green screen thing. <laughs> so weird it's so bizarre but that scene alone pretty much gives you what you're in for for the rest of the film like you're in for some really stupid decisions and a lot of craziness and a hell of a lot of use of blue uh, green screen now the sharks are you know chasing everyone and the two main scientists from the start have managed to run and make it onto a rocket ship of course how else are we going to get to the moon Use your noggin here, people. There was bound to be, you know, some kind of rocket ship. So we get on the rocket ship, and it's the two scientists from the start, and then all of the, sh- I mean, all of the sharks follow them. Somehow, every single one of the sharks get onto this fucking rocket ship, all fit in perfectly. Not a single one gets left behind. And then they're stuck on the rocket ship. And then, so the two guys are at the front and they're like, oh my god, we, you know, I need to be able to get this rocket ship to leave. Um, and one of them's like, I need more time to start it. Like, And he's like, I'll destruct them. <laughs> so this guy goes out into, I don't know, the body of the rocket ship. And he, I think it's a flare. Like, he lets off a flare all the, sh- all the sharks just stop and stare at it, but don't do anything. <laughs> so you get this scene of like seven or eight sharks just staring into the abyss for no real good reason. <laughs> then the guy who let the flare go, for whatever reason, instead of going back into the cockpit with the other fucking scientists, where you could have easily, easily just sat there and, and been on your merry way. He sits and chills on the stairs before you get into the cockpit, has a cigarette, and just watches the sharks do nothing. Until eventually they come after him and kill him. Now, the time that it takes for him to sit there, light the cigarette, and, like, just watch the sharks, because that's all he does for, like, 15 seconds, is he just looks at them. The other guy's already gotten the fucking, you know, the rocket ship's ready to go. So he didn't need to sacrifice himself at all but of course we need blood it's it's a shark film so there's gonna be blood and we got blood and that was the first good chunk of blood that you see in the film so you know you've got one guy that's been sacrificed you've got the other guy that's flying the rocket ship and all of the sharks are on this rocket ship somehow not a single one of them goes into the cockpit and kills the dude Because, you know, if we do that, then we all die or we all explode and no one gets to the moon and we don't have a movie. So this lovely, tiny, little, weird, fucked up rocket ship gets to the moon. And that's pretty much all we see in relation to that. So you've got the USSR has created hybrid sharks. The hybrid sharks escape, get on a rocket ship and fly to the moon. That's the end of the introduction to the film as well as the backstory 
fast forward to present day and we've got this really awkward unusual american astronaut team and you know they're sitting in their rocket ship they're getting ready to launch and then for whatever reason we get this little scene of one of the crew members i don't know suppose has a stomach bug a stomach ache i I don't know i i honestly don't understand why this was even put in the film like of all the things to question this is the one that i question the most and what it is is they're all sitting there in the cockpit and they're like is everyone ready to go you know we're getting ready to launch into space and then one of the girls turns around and goes oh i'm not feeling too good i don't think i should have eaten that taco for lunch and then there's a doctor on the crew and he's like she's not doing too good we better get rid of her So they do, they get rid of her. She's no longer part of the crew. But in the time that she's turned around and said, I shouldn't have had that taco for lunch, they've already gotten in contact with another crew member who they are trying to introduce as like this main character, you know, flashy dude is coming onto the fucking ship. So what I mean by that is, there's a whole little like mini scene between the crew members talking. And they show flashes of like this guy on a motorbike and this guy walking up to the launch pad and zooming in on his shoes. And, you know, we're like, oh, we're going to get this entrance, this grand entrance of the main character. This is main character energy. You get nothing. It's just some random dude just joins the crew and that's about it. (laughs) Like you have all this like flashbacks and like little cutscenes and I'm trying to make this grand entrance and it's nothing. <laughs> it's just some random dude and he's not even a main character. Like, I mean, technically speaking, the whole crew is main characters, but you know, he's not like the main character. So why they spent that extra time using the scene of a guy riding a motorbike and zooming in on his boots is beyond me. Like of everything that happens in this film, that's, that's the thing I question the most is why does the girl need to be on there to begin with? Just to say that she's had a bad taco. And then why do we need to watch the zoom in or the entrance of this guy that literally adds nothing to the film whatsoever? Okay, so we've got the crew. We've got the main character energy dude with absolutely no real main character energy. And we're getting ready to launch. So they do the countdown, they launch into space, and as they launch into space, they show back this, like, B-movie reel of, like, or B-footage of, like, a crowd cheering, but you can tell they've just grabbed it off the internet, and it's just this random scene of people cheering, and it's, like, it just doesn't match. It doesn't match at all. So you're watching that and they, you know, they launch off into space and they finally get to the moon. Well, sorry, no, that's wrong. They get, they launch into space successfully, but then something goes wrong with the ship, loses course, flips the fuck out. Now, what another thing I don't understand is they show like this footage of the ship spinning out of control. But then they show everyone on the ship and everyone's just chill as fuck. <laughs> no one's rolling around. No one's being flipped. They're all just like, oh no, the, the ship's out of control. <laughs> That's about it. And so they crash land on the moon. 
And they're like, well, we're off course. We don't really know where we are. What do we do now? And then four of them decide to leave the spaceship and go wander around on the moon. And ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you the best part of this film isn't the sharks. It's not the storyline. It is, however, the moon walking and running. <laughs> I am not over-exaggerating one bit. They all get off the rocket ship. And they're clearly in front of a green screen. And it's like someone's yelled out, okay, do your best, like, walking on the moon sort of thing. And every single one has <laughs> got, like, this weird moonwalk. But it's all individual. And, like, one person will have, like, be bouncier than the other. And then another one will have, like, big steps. Where another one will have small steps. And they're all out of sync and you can see them just like walking in front of the green screen. And this is the best fucking thing about this whole film. Every time they show a clip of them either walking or running on the moon, I lose my shit because it is so bad. Which is even funnier because these actors try to be so serious. (laughs) Like, these are the kids in school that are like, When I grow up, I want to be an actor, but yet never really make it. So they're in all these like weird B films and none of them can actually act, but they put their best in it every single time. They're little go-getters. That are these actors. (laughs) These actors are those kids. These actors are the, oh, dramatic faint, Oscar worthy, overdramatic, but it's like the worst possible acting you've ever seen in your life. And they're definitely method actors because, my God, the moonwalking. It's even better when they run because they're so out of sync. And it's just like... (laughs) All the budget went to the green screen in this film by far. All of it did because it is so ridiculous. Anyway, they're walking around, moonwalking around and bouncing around and then they see like these almost think of like earthworms like whenever you see like a horror movie that's got like sort of like tremors and earthworms and stuff like that and something's coming at you and you get like the raised dirt because something is underground two of those just come barging at this crew and you know we all know what it is it's clearly sharks so up they come these two buff as fuck hybrid shark humans just appear out from under the dirt. And it is glorious. <laughs> it is so stupid. So they're doing their best little moon run. And then this shark that's clothed. These sharks are clothed. Okay, so this shark is like, think of a really buff dude in like ripped shorts as a shark. <laughs> that's what comes out from under the ground. And it jumps up and it just bites the head off this one dude. And then the other shark makes an appearance. But then all of a sudden we see it like, I don't know, maybe stand on something like a little explosive. And like he dies. So rather than going back to the ship, they all stop, turn around and have a look at the shark on the ground. And they're like, the fuck is this? And then we get this glorious entrance. Because you got to remember... 
there was a dude that was flying the original ship with the sharks on it. So we all thought he died. But no, 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 no. No, now we've got some weird Russian scientist dude that lives on the moon and a girl with him. And you're like, why the fuck is there a girl with him? Until they zoom in on her back. Ladies and gentlemen, this girl has a fin. That's right. She is also a hybrid shark. Only difference is that she's human with a fin as opposed to an actual shark looking human. And um, for the longest time, it's not quite clear if she is meant to be the girlfriend of the Russian dude or the child of the Russian dude. Because she calls him Papa for ages, but then he turns around and calls her his girlfriend like once, but then they go back to the child and dad scenario. And then you're sitting there thinking, well, in order for her to be more human-like, the dad has fucked a shark. Yeah. But then they go into like this whole story background of how like they procreate and they became asexual and... They create their own babies and and all this shit, which is fine, whatever, they're sharks. But they go into this whole thing where, like, they all reproduce so many eggs that they kill off or, like, dispose of a lot of them that are the weak ones because there's not enough room or nutrients on the moon to keep them survived. So she is supposed to be one of the eggs that's not as strong or one of the baby sharks that's not as strong as the others. And they make it out like as if he found her, but that would make no sense. So in my sick little brain, I'm going with the fact that he definitely fucked a shark and now she exists because all the other shark babies you see throughout this whole film are shark babies. They're little sharks with legs. They're not humans with a fin. This bitch is a human with a fin who can speak Russian and English and so many other things. (laughs) So there you have it. You've got the Americans that land on the moon, the sharks that are coming after the Americans hero for everyone is the original Russian scientist and his hybrid shark baby daughter that they're kind of a little too close for comfort in my opinion um but yeah so there's that part (laughs) so the Russians take the Americans back to their little lair home thing and gives the whole rundown about this is why they were created on Earth, and this is what happened, and this is how they got to the moon, and how they all need to try and escape, and all of that fun stuff. Meanwhile, one of the crew members has actually been kidnapped by the sharks. And this leads to yet another brilliant scene. <laughs> they kidnap the dude, and you see the buff roided sharks, you know, carry him and bring him down to their little dungeon, and you're like, the fuck is going on? And they keep him alive for a while. And then we get introduced to Queen. Queen of the sharks. Queen of the shark hybrids. Serena. And Serena is a female shark who comes walking out. Yeah, that's a sentence I never thought I'd say. Is a female shark who comes walking out clothed. Not just clothed. You know how we can tell that she's a female shark? Apart from the fact she's got her curvaceous, like, hourly figure. She has titties. Shark hybrid titties. Titties and ass. 
that's that's what this movie has hybrid sharks with titties because the female voice alone wasn't enough and the way she walked wasn't enough we had to add the titties titties people shark titties <laughs> so she comes out and she says the plan about you know sh- she wants to take over earth because that's where she's originally from and they want to ship all the babies off from the moon because there's enough nutrients and go back to earth and take over and you know, good old typical spiel. And so we then go back to the uh, main crew. And they come out with a plan to take over and kill sharks and, you know, the whole shebang. So they get their spears ready and head on over to where the sharks live. These sharks <laughs> have managed to build... A whole damn town, a whole damn civilization for themselves on the moon. Electricity, running water, like the lot. How the hell have these sharks, who mind you started off as just a bunch of male sharks on a fucking rocket ship, crash landed on the moon, built themselves a whole civilization, became asexual, given birth to little eggs, including some female sharks and have now created a whole damn civilization on the moon. (laughs) What is this film? (laughs) It's just bonkers. So we get some really fantastic, like more moonwalking, which as I said before, is my favorite part. And then we head back to the ship again. Um, where we see two of the remaining crew members that didn't originally leave the ship are like, well, where is everyone? We can't get a hold of anyone. What's going on? So they then leave the ship and then we get their fantastic moonwalking (laughs) and they're like, where is everyone? No one's, you know, radioing back to us. And then they see what looks like a section of someone's spacesuit on the ground. So they head on over and they find one of their crew members dead. Yeah, because, you know, there's been a lot of death on the moon. Um, And then, of course, as they discover that crew members are dying because they're being killed, more sharks appear. More sharks appear to save the day and kill everyone. (laughs) So these two are being killed out near their spaceship. The rest of the crew is on a fucking mission to get whatever the fuck they're needing to get from the sharks to be able to, you know, run their um, spaceship again to get off the planet or to get off the moon. <laughs> we get this little scene between the Russian, we'll call the Russian daughter, the Russian's daughter and Serena, queen of the sharks. And we get this whole little spiel about, do you kill the humans? Don't you kill the humans? Do you go back? Do you overpopulate? What do you do? And you get this idea that the Russian daughter is sort of, she's still very much shark. As much as she looks more human, she's very much shark. They're technically her family still, you know, she wants to take care of the babies, all that sort of thing. So then she has this little one-on-one with Serena and they're talking about whether they should or shouldn't team up and who's going to take over what. Eventually she leaves and they all get in their little like dune buggy. <laughs> they the most ridiculous chase scene. So we've got green screen moon with these people 
in this weird dune buggy thing that's meant to be like a moon rover or something driving along <laughs> if you can call it that all the meanwhile being chased by what I believe is meant to be like a whale shark so I, I didn't say this before but all the sharks are they're different species of shark so you've got like the hammerhead you've got like whale you've got like they're all the different types of sharks but for whatever reason they have like a guard shark that rather than walking on two legs and walking around like the rest of them do it's like part dog and <laughs> runs around on all fours and chases them and it's this huge massive whale shark with this huge mouth that's just chasing them <laughs> on this green screen <laughs> So, you know, the remainder for a good while is just them trying to escape the sharks. It's getting onto the rocket ship. It's trying to get it to start up again and so they can leave. And then we come to the glorious plan that helps them launch back into space to get home. And essentially what the plan is, is the Russian dude is going to fly his ship into, I don't know, like a building or like part of the civilization of the sharks. That's going to create a giant ripple effect because by doing that, it's going to explode. And when it explodes, it's going to explode some of the moon and that's going to explode magma because the moon is a giant fucking volcano. And so when he does that, he flies in, he explodes, then the magma explodes and then that's enough force to like destroy the moon which is enough force to launch their rocket ship to get back to earth somehow this works but <laughs> this explosion <laughs> this explosion is like ps1 effects <laughs> it is the worst low budget explosion magma scene i've ever seen in my life and it is glorious because of it it is so bad. You just get like this weird 3D magma thrown in your face now and then. The whale guard shark thing gets thrown up into fucking space and then killed in the magma. The other rocket ship explodes. <laughs> and so they get launched back into space. So that's like three or four of them. So you've got the Russian daughter. Because obviously the dad just died in the explosion. So you got the Russian daughter and like three crew members. Sorry, two crew members because a couple of them died previously. And we get the scene of them being launched back into space. And then they come crashing down to Earth. And obviously they land in the water. Somehow before they're even in the water, they're on like a rubber dinghy. So they're floating around in the middle of the ocean. Obviously surrounded by sharks because why wouldn't you be? So they show the sharks in the water. And then the daughter is like, oh, Papa, I wish you could have been here. You know, Earth is beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. All that sort of shit. But then, that's not the end, my friends. That is not the end. The end scene, the end scene of this film is the daughter giving birth to Shark Baby. And it slides on out, only for them to have like this epiphany that she needs to take care of all her babies. So she jumps into the water and their little dinghy is surrounded by a ton of little baby shark eggs. 
And she's like, I need to be a mother shark. The end. The end. That is it. That's all you see. It's not them coming back and being like awarded anything. It's not, you know, a memorial for the Russian dude. It's not her taking care of the babies. It's literally them in the middle of the ocean. She jumps in. Ton of shark babies. Cut to credits. The end. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of Shark Side of the Moon. So let's do a little recap, shall we? <laughs> let's do a little little rewind. Russian shark hybrid. <laughs> half human, half shark. No clothes to begin with. Poorly bad effects of them eating people. Jump on ship or rocket ship. Gets launched into space. Become moon sharks. While they're there for God knows how many years. <laughs> They've built a civilization. They've got clothes. <laughs> and they know how to speak English and Russian for whatever reason. Or at least some of them do. Mind you, while this is all going on, Russian boy over here who's driven the ship to fucking moon has clearly fucked a shark at some point. Had a baby. Now he has a child who is treated almost like his girlfriend have a really odd bond and live on the moon and speak Russian and English as well. American crew gets on ship, flies to the moon, crash lands, finds sharks, gets eaten. Well, most of them get eaten. Only to get to the end (laughs) where Russian dude flies his ship into the moon, creates a huge volcanic explosion, (laughs) blows up the moon, (laughs) And launches them back into space. They go into space. They crash land in Earth. They're on the ocean. Somehow the ship doesn't actually exist. They're on a dinghy. They're on like a little lifesaver boat. With no debris. No like remnants of the original ship whatsoever. While they're there. Shark girl. There's a whole new meaning to Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Shark Girl has a baby. Jumps overboard. The end. Brilliant. 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 The Asylum Production Company and Tubi have done it. They've created the perfect shark film. Move over Sharknado. We've got Shark Side of the Moon. We have sharks on the moon. We have bad CGI effects. We have the best possible moon running you've ever seen. <laughs> now, this movie is atrocious. I know I'm laughing and I know I'm saying it's great, but it's so bad it's great, but it's also really just bad. Okay? This movie is really, really bad. But I love it because it's really, really bad. <laughs> like, between the effects and the overacting and the plot that makes no sense whatsoever and CGI and green screen and whatever else, this is still a fun watch because it is so ridiculously stupid. (laughs) So with that being said, I'm going to give this one a two out of five, which is probably a little higher than it needs to be, but I enjoyed it so much that I'm going to give it that two out of five. And I really hope that you guys watch this at least just once, just as a bucket list item, because it is ridiculous and it is so much fun. (laughs) Um, 
But with that being said, that brings us to the end of the episode. I had so much fun watching this. I'm definitely going to start bringing in more of these really bad B-grade films into these reviews probably once a month because it is so much fun to watch and review. So uh, with that being said, next week, if you guys don't follow the socials, next week uh, there was a little bit of a change with the movie, much like this one. Um, I was originally going to do Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, but I'm just not going to get to see it in time. So we're going to do Leprechaun in the Hood for St. Paddy's Day, people. Get excited. So we've got that coming up. There is now a Patreon. Follow all the socials. Follow the link tree. All the details are in the outro. So have a fantastic day and you will hear from me in a week. Bye, guys. listening to the film spark podcast for all your film needs and more like what you heard give us a shot follow us on spotify apple good pods and more or follow the socials at film underscore spark underscore pod you know what just follow us on everything check out the link tree linktr.ee forward slash film spark pod find us follow us give us a shout we always want to hear from you You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.